Now, I don't know how you found just trying to come up with something from your Christmas day that you would be happily willing to do every day. I found it surprisingly difficult to do, I'll be honest. Now, that might sound to you like I don't really like Christmas, which I know some people already think, um, but is, is not true. I love Christmas, um, but it's just that so many of the things I do at Christmas, I just wouldn't want to do every day. Like, I, I, I like some carols, but I don't want to sing them every day. I, I, I can't think that eating Christmas dinner every day of my life would be a good plan. Like, what, what is there that I could, I could say, okay, every day of my Christmas I'd like to do this? What I found interesting about the wizard song was that what they want to repeat every day is when the kids are singing and the band begin to play, which makes me think that their Christmas day is quite different to me because I don't have any bands in my Christmas day. They're just not a feature of my, my Christmas day. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know what you, you managed to come up with. A, a warm house. There you go. That is something that I would happily replicate every day of my life. I'm not sure how festive it is, but that's what I came up with, okay? A warm house. I would happily have that every day of my life. Um, so... So there you go. That was that was my that was my one. I don't know what you managed to come up with. Now, now given how hard it is for me to think of even one thing that I would like to do from my Christmas day every day of my life, I think it's relatively safe to say that nobody wishes it could be Christmas every day. Like nobody in the world wishes that actually. Like like there's no one who's sitting there thinking I just wish I could do this every day of my life. Um but we do, we do understand the sentiment of it because we know we can imagine how we feel on that Christmas evening. That's where I always go, you know, sat on the sofa, well, well fed, in a warm room. I might have mentioned that. Um, uh, you know, having given and received gifts, not having worked all day with people you, you like, hopefully, um, around you. You know, you get to the end of that day and it's easy to think, why can't every day feel like this? I understand the sentiment, despite the fact that the word is non, the, the, the phrase is nonsense. Um, although I did think that a song that begins with, well, the snowman brings the snow is never setting itself up to be full of a lot of sense. Um, so, so, so what, what then is it that we're wishing for? Like, like when we say that, Because I think that that song lets us into a little insight in the things that we wish for, which is that often the things we wish for aren't really what we want. We, We know deep down that even when we're wishing for them, they probably won't ever deliver what we hope to. Like in the cold light of day, we know that that thing is likely to disappoint, and yet we still find ourselves wishing for it, longing for it. And the reason why I've said that I want to talk about that idea of I wish it could be Christmas every day over this Christmas series is because I think wishes are really interesting. I think they give us an insight into our hearts. Uh, The things we wish for give us an insight into what are the things that we value? What are the things that we desire? What are the things that we would like to pursue? Perhaps perhaps they don't give us an insight into that. Maybe more what they give us an insight into is what what would we like to pursue? What would we like to value? You know, what are those things that we think we should Because the things we wish for, the things we value, the things we desire, they drive so much of our lives. They drive what we pursue. They drive the things we get frustrated by. They drive the things that excite us and the things that bring us joy. So so just, just at this minute, just... Get rid of the wish for Christmas every day. We've accepted no one has that. If you, let's do the classic question. If you had one wish, 
what would it be? What would be the thing that you would wish? If you're not going to wish it would be Christmas every day, maybe some of you are sat there going, that's what I'd wish for. Well, great. But assuming that that's not your wish, what, what would it be? Your one wish. You, you know, if you, if, you, if, you had, if you had the genie in the bottle thing and he came out and he said, you can have one wish. Like, what, what would it be? What, what would you ask for? I, I don't know what sprung into your mind when I said that. There's probably something... Maybe it sprung into your mind and you quickly shoved it out because you thought, oh, I shouldn't really be wishing for that. But that was the thing that came in. Or maybe you just know the answer because maybe you spend a lot of your life wishing for that thing. And so you're automatically, as soon as I ask the question, you're like, I know what I'd wish for because I've thought about this many times before. Maybe it was, I wish I didn't have to work so much. Maybe, that, maybe that's the thing that you look at your life. I just, I just wish I could work a bit less. I spend so much of my life working and it just feels like such a waste of life and a waste of time. And I wish I didn't have to work so much and I could just spend more time doing other things. Maybe it was something internal. Maybe you were just sat there thinking, I wish I could be a little bit less anxious. I wish I could just get on top of my mental health. I wish I could sleep a bit better at night. I wish I didn't worry so much. I wish I didn't suffer from depression. Maybe it, maybe it wasn't those things. Maybe it was a relational thing. Maybe it was, I, I wish I could find someone to marry. Or, or maybe it was, I wish that my marriage was a bit better. I wish I could find a way to improve my marriage. Maybe it was, I wish that my children were a bit happier. Maybe it was, I wish I had a bit more money or a bigger house or more friends or better health. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like, I could keep going all night trying to guess and it's quite fun. But, but I, I'm going to assume that you guys do know what it was that you thought of. But the thing you thought of is likely to reflect what you value or what you would like to value in your life. And whenever I hear someone say to me, oh, I just wish this thing, whatever it is, I always want to respond by simply asking the question, well, what's, what, what's stopping you then? Now, if that's what you wish for, then why do you just go and do it? Like, what, what is it that prevents you from having that thing that you're wishing for? If that is what you wish for, then why don't you just go and do it? Why don't you just go and get it? Why don't you make it happen? Because so many of the things that people wish for or, or say that they wish for are things that seem to me, looking on, relatively achievable. So the person who says, oh, I just wish I could work a bit less, then I just want to ask the question, well, why don't you then? Now, now I'm aware that for some of us that will be harder than others. But lots of the people I hear say that, they could cut their spending. They could sell their house and downsize. They could change their lifestyle in one of many different ways in order to work a bit less. That is an option for them. They could do those things. If that was really what they wanted, then why don't they just go and do it? Similarly, when someone says, oh, I just wish I had a better marriage, then I want to say, well, why don't you then? Like, what's getting in the way of you having a better marriage? After all, you contribute a lot to the health of your marriage. If you want to have a better marriage, then spend more time pursuing it, and you'll probably find out that you do end up having a better marriage. You see, as soon as someone says to me, I wish for this thing, I just want to ask, well, what, why don't you just do it then? Why don't you make that thing happen? Wishes are interesting because often we view them as something that's unachievable, when actually they are quite achievable. Like, many of them are things that we could do something about. But whether 
the wish that you thought of is theoretically achievable or not. The truth is that all of us often fail to achieve the things that we wish for. That's, that's true of all of us. All of us have wishes that go un, unachieved. And maybe you're sat there thinking, my wish is genuinely unachievable. And of course, it is possible to wish for things that are genuinely unachievable. But regardless of whether it is genuinely unachievable or not, it strikes me there's two things that often get in the way of us achieving the things we wish for, of us actually making them a reality. Two great problems which get in the way of us living out our dreams. And the first one of those is sin. Now, now sin is the word that the Bible gives to anything that human beings do which is contrary to how God wants us to live in his world. That's, that's all that sin is. Anything that we do that is different to how the God who made us, who made the world, wants us to live, that's contrary to that, that's sin. It's summarised as a failure to love God and a failure to love other people. And often, it's sin that gets in the way of us living out those things that we're wishing for. Maybe you wish, maybe you're sat here today and you wish you had a better marriage, or better relationship with your kids, or less drama in your friendships. I don't know, whatever important relationships you have in your life, maybe you just wish those relationships were better. But what's, what gets in the way of you doing that? Why does that wish go unachieved? Well, well, isn't it so often because of sin? It's that I act selfishly and upset someone else. And so the relationship is less than I wish it would be. Or that they say something unkind, which makes me upset. And so there's some distance created in that relationship. It, isn't it that despite all my best intentions... I end up snapping at my partner or losing my temper with my kids. So often the thing that prevents us from getting the things that we wish for is sin. Maybe it's not a relationship thing. Maybe you just wish you could be a bit more satisfied with your life. I just, I just wish my life could, I could just be satisfied with what I've got. I, I can see that I've got so much, but I just spend so much of my life feeling so dissatisfied. And you wish that, but then you find yourself looking at the people all around you and wanting what they have. And, and coveting comes and robs you of your satisfaction. Or you start pursuing things that God says you shouldn't and unsurprisingly find no satisfaction in them. You see, it's sin. We wish that we were more satisfied, but we're not. Why? Well, because sin comes in and robs us of the satisfaction that we could have. Maybe your wishes are none of those things. Maybe that's something much more practical. Maybe you wish you could play the piano. Well, what's stopping you? Well, what is it that gets in the way of you actually playing the piano? If that's what you wish, then, then what, what gets in the way of that? Well, there's loads of good reasons why you can't, maybe. But isn't one of our greatest enemies just laziness with those things? We want to do something, but we don't want to put the effort in. And so the sin of laziness comes in, and it gets in the way of us doing the things that we want to do. You see, we have these wishes... These things that we long for, and, but we never quite achieve them because sin keeps coming in, preventing us, stopping us from having the relationships we wish we had, stopping us from having the, the kind of internal life that we wish we had, stopping us from even achieving those things that we wish we would with our life. We have all these wishes and they go completely unfulfilled because again and again, sin comes in and prevents us. That's the first great enemy of our wishes. Here's, here's the second. 
The second is weakness. There are some wishes which we are just not strong enough to make happen. Let me give you some examples. You might wish that, was, that there was no more poverty in Hartlepool. And you might pursue that wholeheartedly, but you are unlikely to have sufficient resources, influence and power to actually make that happen. It's a good wish. Now, it may not be any, any sin within you that gets in the way of you achieving that, but you just don't have the power to make that happen. You're too weak. Similarly, you might wish that your children were happier. That might be your great wish. I just wish that my children were happier, but you do not get to control your children. So much about who they are, about what happens to them, is outside of your control. And therefore, no amount of wishing is going to guarantee that that reality becomes true. You can wish for it, but you're just not strong enough to make that happen. I remember Jane telling me once, I don't know whether she heard it or read it somewhere, but um, it was... It was a mum saying that she'd asked, uh, no, it was, a, it was a daughter saying that um, she'd asked her mum, her mum had asked her what she should get for Christmas? I don't know. I, I should have thought about this story a bit more before I, before I dived into it. Um, and, and, and the mum had said, oh, I don't want anything, I just want you to be happy to a daughter. To which a daughter had responded, that's too difficult, can you not just want an iPad instead? Um, and of course... That's the point, isn't it? We, like, we, we, can't, we can't achieve those things. That we're just not strong enough to do it. You might wish you were healthier, but you cannot control the illnesses you do or don't get. So much of how your body works is beyond your control, and you are not strong enough to stop the aging process. You see... Wishes are fine, but they're frustrating because sin and human weakness keeps getting in the way of them. They keep preventing us from having what we wish for. They keep foiling our wishes, dashing our hopes, leaving us frustrated and demoralized. You can wish it could be Christmas every day, but you can't make it happen. But the good news of Christmas is that it offers us more than wishes. Let, let me read. I'm going to read the account that I uh, said I was going to get to um, at the start, which is Matthew 1. It's just the account of Jesus' birth from Matthew 1, verse 18 out to 25. It's on page. I did have it in my head, but I've lost it. 965, was it? Yeah, it's on page 965. Great. So this is the account of the birth of Jesus, the thing we celebrate at Christmas from Matthew's Gospel. Let me read it. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because... He will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So that, that's the Christmas story there. That's what we're celebrating at Christmas. That's why Christians, we come together and we remember at this period. And it's good to remind ourselves of the Christmas story because it's easy to confuse it 
with the kind of Christmas stories which are all around us in a million and one Christmas films. So it's easy to confuse a Christmas story with a kind of when I wish upon a star kind of story. You know the kind of story where you wish for something and then, call blimey, there's a Christmas miracle and it happens. And it's easy to confuse the Christmas story with that because there is a star and there, there, there are miracles. And so we kind of think, oh yeah, the, the, the Christmas story is kind of stars and wishes and miracles. But that's not the Christmas story. It's also easy to confuse the Christmas story with, uh, with that other kind of classic Christmas trope, which is this kind of triumph through adversary uh, story, where one kind of one person, despite all the obstacles, managed to achieve the Christmas dream that they wanted. Now, of course, there is adversity in the Christmas story, and there is triumph in it. But the Christmas story is not primarily a story of triumph through adversity. That's not what it is. Now, the Christmas story is a different kind of story. And we're told what kind of story it is. Look again with me at verse 21, if you have it open before you. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The Christmas story is a story about someone called Jesus being born in order to save people from their sins. The Christmas story is not a call to dream big. It's not a call to keep going even when things get hard. No, the Christmas story is about someone coming to earth to save us. Or or to make it more personal, the Christmas story is about someone coming to earth to save you, to rescue you. It's not about what we can and can't do, but about what Jesus does for us. That's what the Christmas story is about. You see, the Christmas story offers us more than a wish and a prayer. It offers us a saviour, and a saviour is what we really need. You see, wishing is never going to get you the life you want. You can wish for peace on earth. And you can wish for that all that you want. But if we're ever going to actually experience peace on, peace on earth, we're going to need more than a wish. History is full of people who've wished for peace on earth. My guess is that this room is full of a whole load of people who would wish for peace on earth, who would love that to be a reality. And yet, humanity has been entirely incapable of achieving it, throughout all of its history. No amount of wishing has got us there. Sin keeps getting in the way. People keep wanting what other people have. People keep acting selfishly. People keep losing their temper. People keep being proud. People keep treating other other people as if they have no value. If we're ever going to have peace on earth, we're going to need saving from our sins. Our sins are going to have to be dealt with. Because if they're not, that is going to foil that wish 100% of the time. But similarly, human beings are also too weak to make peace on earth a reality. No number of laws, no level of education, no enforcement, no technology, no organisations, no peace summits, no alliances, no international cooperation has ever been strong enough to get rid of the evil, violence, exploitation, and injustice of our world. 
You can wish for it all you want, but sin will foil it every time and we will always be too weak to achieve it. Our weakness and sin has meant that we've never been able to build the world that we wish for. And yet, at Christmas, someone is born and we are told he is going to save people from their sins. We are told not only that is this baby, the person Jesus, the one who is going to save them from their sins, but we're also told that this baby is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And so now all of a sudden we have hope. Where before we had wishes with no hope, now we have actual hope because we have someone who can rescue us from sin's hold over us, but we also have someone who's not limited by human weakness because he is also God, the all-powerful God, with us. He's not limited by human weakness because he has the power of the all-powerful gods. That's who has come to save us from our sins. He has come to bring peace on earth. The peace that we wished for but weren't able to make happen. He has come to bring that about. Christmas does not leave you with a wish and a prayer, but it gives you a saviour. And if, if Jesus came in order to bring peace on earth, which is what the angels say, if he did, then that means he also came to bring peace in your life because your life exists on earth. Maybe you wish for more peace in your life. You wish you could sleep at night without feeling so anxious and stressed and dissatisfied. You wish your marriage could be more supportive, more harmonious, more loving. You wish you could connect with your children and not constantly be talking at cross purposes. You wish you could feel more secure in your friendships. But that wish is not going to get you there. Similarly, willpower alone is not going to give you the life that you want. Sin and your limitations will keep thwarting you. But Jesus came to defeat sin. He came to offer you forgiveness so that you can know the God who created you. He came to break sin's hold over you so that you can grow in your patience and kindness and generosity and gentleness. And as you, as you know you are forgiven, you start to experience less anxiety and more peace. As you pursue God, you start to be less frustrated and more satisfied. As you grow to be more like Jesus, you find that your relationships improve. And so now because of Jesus, we can start to experience the peace that we wish for. Now, now sure, we will still struggle with sin. We will still come up against our own limitations. But as we do, we know that peace on earth is not ultimately something we are going to achieve, but something that Jesus has already won. Jesus has defeated sin. Jesus has made it possible for us to have peace with God. And one day he will return. And the peace that we've begun to experience now, we will experience in its fullness. You see, that's the story of Christmas. Someone came to earth who can make peace on earth more than wishful thinking, but a reality we can begin to enjoy now and look forward to with full confidence. Christmas transforms wishes. I want to I wanna wrap it up here. Here's, here's my encouragement to you today. You can take it or leave it, as always, but here, here's what I'm going to encourage you to do today. Don't build your life on wishes. 
Don't build your life on this dream that you could experience Christmas every day or that you might win the lottery or that your marriage might magically improve or that you're going to eradicate impatience from your life. Wishing will leave you frustrated at your inability to achieve those things or frustrated that those wishes delivered so much less than you hoped they would. Don't build your life on wishes. Instead, build your life on a saviour. Build your life on the one who says, I see all of your impatience and I will forgive you for that and I will work in you to make you more patient. Build your life on a saviour who says, I will willingly give up the riches of heaven so that I can share my riches with you. Build your life on a saviour who says, I see all of the conflict in your life and I have come to bring that conflict to an end and to give you the peace that you want. If you're someone here who's who's not a Christian, you don't follow Jesus, you you don't need a wish. You could spend your whole life wishing for things uh, and it won't get you where you want to be. You you don't need a self-improvement plan. You don't need a 10-step stage to how to achieve the things that you desire. You need a saviour. Someone who can actually defeat the, the sin and the weakness that gets in the way time and time again from you experiencing the life that you belong for. That's what Christmas is about. It's about that saviour having come. And that's what you need. If you're someone who doesn't know Jesus, that's what you need. Nothing else will do it. And if you, are, if you are a Christian here today, if you're someone who says, yeah, I follow Jesus, I know him, then uh, the encouragement's sort of the same. Don't, don't resort to empty wishes. Don't build your life just wishing for random things. Go to your saviour. Pray for forgiveness. Pray for his power to be at work, bringing about transformation and live in the secure knowledge that your future rests on something more secure than wishful thinking. It rests on your saviour who gave up heaven, came to earth, defeated sin, defeated death and has promised that one day he will return and bring peace on earth. Let me pray as we finish.